you're listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration, a podcast dedicated to helping software executives stay on the cutting edge of sales and marketing in their industry. Let's get into the show. Hi, welcome to B2B Revenue Acceleration. My name is Aurélien Mottier, and I'm here today with Amit Levy, co-founder and CEO at Marketing Envy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Aurélien. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure. So today we will be talking about the best digital advertising tactics to master your ABM programs. That's, uh, that's going to be, I'm sure, extremely fun. But before we go into details, could you please introduce yourself, Amit, as well as your company, Marketing Envy? With pleasure. By the way, that title is awesome. I think I counted four buzzwords in one sentence. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. So we are Marketing Envy. We are a B2B tech agency located in Israel. We work with startups and major and large companies and even enterprises, all focused on, on technology. So a lot of cybersecurity products for developers, for DevOps, AI, and the like. We provide uh, services from uh, HubSpot integration and operations uh, to content writing, inbound, lead generation with PPC, which is, I think, what we were coming here to talk about today, and work with clients that are targeting all over the world. Okay, sounds great. So that's a good coverage. So thank you very much for that. So I mean, digital marketing plays a pivotal role in account-based marketing and, and pay ads often take a big chunk out of marketing budget, particularly when it comes to ABM campaigns. So we know that. But I am sure that through your company, Marketing Envy, uh, you have executed many successful PPC campaigns for your clients. And it'd be great to understand which techniques, which best practices or effective channels or strategies you, you are using to achieve the best results or the best outcome for your clients. So could you please share some of your thoughts on that and, and, and what you recognize as the best practices in the industry? Of course. I think the first thing is kind of to discuss what we mean when we say ABM. There's a lot of different understandings of what ABM is. Uh, the classic ABM is about finding 10 to 20 companies and targeting them with custom content. However, when we go digital, we can uh, scale it a bit up. And, and that's what we do. I think most of the budget, more than 80% of the budget of the PPC we're doing today, especially on LinkedIn and, and Twitter, is focused on specific companies that we target. And so instead of using a targeting criteria like the, the, the person's job or, or the interest and anything that is probably related but not 100% related, what we do is we try to focus as much budget as possible on known list of companies. That actually is beneficial in uh, several ways. One, and, and I think the most important thing, salespeople will tend to deprioritize leads that are coming from PPC unless there are people who are wanting to buy the product now, which is funny because, and I think that's why, you know, SDR and online sales services are so in demand right now because salespeople will want to talk only to someone who currently has demand for the product. But most leads are not like that. And especially most leads from PPC. Unless, you know, we can only settle for the few searches on Google. But when you actually want to reach to a mass of people, you need to target them uh, on, on other channels. And then there's no intent. So when salespeople see that a lead comes from a company they're actually targeting, they're more likely to answer the lead. And the second thing is by dividing companies and specific roles and personas within those companies, we can actually create awareness for the company and product. So most companies will not have the funds to do a whole... Uh, kind of a global awareness campaign. But if you target it to 100 companies, 200 companies, to 20 people each company, then you know within a few months, by using kind of 
different tactics from promoting blogs to ebooks to even uh, hard sales, you can actually create more awareness to who you are and what you're selling. And the third thing is we are able to actually customize and personalize. It's obviously not you know, personalization uh, per company or per person within the company, but just think about a product that you have and you might want to promote it to three or uh, four different verticals and industries. It's very easy to choose companies in one industry and target the content that is relevant to the same industry. And that really, really increases the chances of someone converting to a lead. So that, that is the, what we use in ABM. And so the first thing we, we use is LinkedIn to target the right people to our content. From there, we'll do retargeting and remarketing in all other channels to keep those people coming and keep them exposed to our messages. And I think that is the, the main key. So not only, never focus only on one channel, but have a multi-channel can be the first having a multi-channel approach. So and actually, it's kind of leading me to another question I had for you, which is how effective are platforms like Facebook and Instagram in a, in a B2B environment? Can you actually use them for ABM campaigns? You can't use them as initial source for ABM campaigns. Okay. Um, so if you don't have a list of emails, you probably want to use LinkedIn to get the, the people first. But once you have a list of emails, actually it's preferable personal emails, you can find those people on uh, Facebook as well. And by Facebook, I mean Instagram. We do find that uh, for people up to the age of 35, 40, in almost all, all occupations, Instagram and Facebook can be very, very valid to maintain awareness because it's much cheaper to advertise there. And if you do the right message and actually make ads that are a bit more fun and communicative, uh, it will actually drive a lot of, first of all, awareness and then traffic to your website as well. But I wouldn't use them as a primary source, probably as a secondary one. Sure. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I believe that you know, in the industry wine, which is B2B technology, and I appreciate that you guys do a little, a little bit more of a focus on, uh, on, on cybersecurity. These are platforms that I would see as more like a consumer type of platform and, and, and not really like a B2B software type of advertising platform in a sense. But, but I understand what you are saying. So what you are saying is that you, you should target the people first and either through personalized email or through LinkedIn. And once you know the right sort of demographic in terms of written, you know their user, you can then retarget them to keep on top of their mind through this platform that they would use probably on the personal level. Yeah, I mean, in general, I'm not a big believer in B2B versus B2C platforms. I think it's archaic and probably belong to the days when there are publications for B2B and publications for B2C. I think today we are all online all the time, all on the phone. Sure. Uh, we, and every place where people are is a place that you should be in. The question is obviously to prioritize. I think that the only reason I wouldn't start with Facebook and Instagram is because I can't fully identify the people. But once I identify the people using Pixel, for example, or a list of emails, I would want to reach them everywhere. However, you can't do a boring ad that you might do on, on LinkedIn and do the same one on Instagram or Facebook. But I think coverage is essential, especially when you're targeting a few relatively low amount of people. The other thing is to remember is that there are different people in organizations. So we talk about cybersecurity. Everybody wants to target the CISOs, but what about the, the millions of you know, cybersecurity workers who actually do the hands-on work every day? They will be the one who actually run the POCs. They will be the one who are looking for solutions and they will want to recommend solutions. Yeah. And those people are all day on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I'm not sure they would love that if, uh, if you say that to that post, but there you go, you're probably right. <laughs> but yeah. coming back to those different channels, I mean, this is not free. So advertising and, and 
paying fines and all that costs cost money. So my next question is more on the, the budget and, and how you split it. So how would you adapt or how would you advise our listeners to, to adapt their digital marketing strategy and budget according to the type of APM that they want to go after? Because as you mentioned, you've got the one too few, the one to one, the one too many. So how would you split the budgets and, and how do you strategize your budgets around the ABM approach that, that you want to put in place? I'd first ask the salespeople which companies they're already working on. Okay. And then I'll see how many people in those companies I can find on LinkedIn that are relevant and try to cover that in, with maximum budget. Thing is, a click on LinkedIn in the US can cost anything between 10 to $20. Wow. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll try to get the person once from LinkedIn and then we market to them in the other channels. But I think with B2B, I mean, we all know that B2B requires multiple touch points. That's nothing new. And I think we can artificially create those touch points by finding the person in, in Twitter, Instagram, Google, Reddit, Quora, and, and get the message across again and again and again. And so I would recommend focusing on less people, but targeting them broader, more broader in other channels, rather than trying to reach a lot of people. Because a lot of time marketers, especially digital marketers, tend to diminish the importance of awareness and the importance of constantly talking about your message in your company and having your message in front of people on an ongoing basis. When you do that, then you start seeing success. So if you have a small budget, I would focus on a small list of companies, but make sure that you reach those people. Every year. Initial budget, maybe 30 to 40% on LinkedIn, and then the rest in the other part. Okay, that makes sense. So really a focus on quality versus quantity here. It's, it's, about, it's about getting the right people. It's about remarketing them or retargeting them, shall I say. Yes, but I, I would very much like to emphasize the importance of making sure you target the companies that the salespeople are actually going to call. Because what happens, a lot of marketers, they'll do amazing ABM campaigns yeah. and they will drive engagement, but, but then no one calls those leads. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so it's really, it's really yeah, so it's about, yeah, it's about really getting that, that alignment. So we, and, and getting to that, actually, I've got uh, coming to my mind a question about KPIs. What would you say are the key KPIs that Digital, digital marketing person should be looking at, should be reporting to their boss and to their board in general or to their sales team? What are the key KPI that you would look at? And, and maybe you've got some bench, benchmark in terms of conversion that you can also share with us. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I think the first thing is to remember that before you talk about KPI, let's talk about measurement. And when we talk about measurement, we need to remember that not everything is measurable. And especially with B2B, the non-measurable stuff is as important as the measurable. And I give an example, despite all the tracking that we have nowadays, we're still not aware or we can still not know for sure how many people came to our website from Google Organic after they saw an ad that we showed on LinkedIn, for example. And all these things, we, we definitely see when we increase spend in a certain way on LinkedIn, we'll definitely see more organic searches. It's just high, hard to tie them both together. And yeah. so what I would look at, especially if you use a marketing automation platform like HubSpot, I would definitely focus on KPIs that revolve around engagement of the whole company with any asset that you have. So for example, if you're targeting you know, people from Bank of America, I would look at how many engagements I had with Bank of America. And that can be ebook download, it can be visits to the website, it could be live chats. And that is how I will measure. Because the goal at the end is for the salespeople to start talking to people from Bank of America and to have more people knowing who they are and who the company is. And so the first KPI would be engagement. 
The second KPI would be how further along, or more to say, what is the impact of the campaigns on deals moving in stages, which is very hard to measure, but it's more important, for example, than cost per lead or cost per MQL. So for me, cost per lead and cost per MQL are secondary KPIs, because at the end, they only relate to what I'm spending on a certain PPC channel and what I'm getting through, but they do not have direct impact on the business side altogether especially if, if I'm focused on an ABM approach. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also interested about the tracking. How do you make sure that you, you actually can track with your sales team and, and get their feedback? Because I guess the last KPI that you mentioned, which is deal progressing in stages, is obviously the most important, from, from I guess from my perspective at least, because this is really the, the, the return that you get. So do you have any tactics to get the sales team engaged? I know that you mentioned at the beginning of the, the conversation that sometimes you know, you feel that you may create a good campaign, but if the sales team don't follow up on that campaign and don't do their bit, which is basically selling and not just speaking to someone who's already fully qualified, you, you're going to struggle. But how? is there any specific tactics or any best practices that you recommend in terms of engaging your sales team when you are a digital marketer to get them to actually, you know, not just scratch the surface, but actually get the most out of your leads? So I think, I mean, salespeople, you want them to be focused on the money, right? Yeah. So you have to show them there's money. Uh, you have to show them that the chance of closing is high. That's why, for example, I think that it's unrelated, but I bet it's very close to your heart. That in, in the argument, if the SDRs should stick with marketing or sales, I would say definitely marketing. Because sales, if, at the end, sales need to get what they're expecting. Yeah. And there's going to be some adjustment of expectations, but let's be realistic. Salespeople would still want to go where the money is. So we need to show them the potential, and that's up to marketing. Um, and so I think a lot of the time, still, even nowadays, lead generation, gets much more weight than nurturing. And getting the lead is just a start. It's not even a big start. And so I think that if you show a salesperson that a certain person was on your website three times and downloaded the ebook, two ebooks, and it's from the company that's on their list, and that uh, if they contact them within 12 hours, they actually might answer, that's great. If you can actually take another step and schedule a meeting using automation tools for the salesperson, then, you know, that's great. That really increases the chance of a sale happening. Yeah. And so, yeah, in, in a way, I, would, I think more and more marketing teams are understanding that they need to spoon feed sales up to a point, obviously. And, uh, you know, it's not even something yet because after you close the customer, marketing should still be communicating with customers to either upsell to them or get them to talk about you to other potential clients. So it's endless. But uh, definitely marketing does not end with getting the lead. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and I want to thank you for your insights. Obviously, lots of interesting points that you, you brought to the table today. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the fact that you took the time to, to speak to us today. Now, one of the questions that we, we asked to our guests at this stage of the, the conversation is, is about your contact. What's the best way to get in touch with you? I believe that you know some of our listeners may want to discuss about what you guys do at Marketing Envy, potentially how you could help them around their the digital strategy. Some people may want to continue the conversation with you. So what is the best way to get in touch with you, Amit? Um, quite easy to get in touch with. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on Facebook. My email is amit, A-M-I-T, at marketingenvy.com. We are a very transparent agency, so I would always recommend people to go to our website. We actually have our full pricing online, so it's very easy to see if the services that we provide and the pricing is something that fits you. Um, and then, you know, either leave a message on the website or just find me. Perfect. 
Well, many thanks once again. It was absolutely fantastic to have you on the show today. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's uh, really been a pleasure. Operatics has redefined the meaning of revenue generation for technology companies worldwide. While the traditional concepts of building and managing inside sales teams in-house has existed for many years, companies are struggling with a lack of focus, agility, and scale required in today's fast and complex world of enterprise technology sales. See how Operatics can help your company accelerate pipeline at operatics.net. You've been listening to B2B Revenue Acceleration. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.